Welcome to the Motion Picture Podcast, a spinoff of the Episodic Cinema Podcast, where we will be taking that kind of episodic nature from Season 1 and doing only that for a good bit of time. Um, And obviously I could not do this all on my own, and I recruited um, Audrey Buren from the Megan and Barbenheimer episodes. Let's go! Um, we will, very similar to season one of Episodic Cinema, be discussing a different movie every week. Um, it'll be random, it's like, it's gonna be all over the place. Uh, over the next few weeks we're gonna have some horror movies, which will be really fun. But, I thought, to start off, I chose a little film called After Hours. Um... And, yeah, so I'm really excited to discuss this once we get back from a little little break. Why don't you just go home? I've been asking myself that one all night long. So what happened? Why can't you? I met this girl tonight, okay, in a coffee shop. I feel like something incredible is really going to happen here. <laughs> so when I got home, I gave her a call. On the cab on the way down here, all my money flew out the window. I didn't really get along with her that well. What's the matter? I said, I want to see a plaster of Paris bagel and cream cheese paperweight. Now cough it up. So I left. Tiki! So I haven't got enough money to get home until I meet this bartender who wanted to lend me the money. That's all right. That's all right. Forget it. Forget it. That's all right. Oh, boy. So I go back to the girl's apartment, but her roommate's really pissed off at me for the way I treated her friend. This the guy? Hi. So I march right in there to apologize. Come on! But she'd already killed herself. I was too late. Oh, wow. Lighten up! What is this? I'm in big trouble. I mean, big trouble! Now this part, you're gonna say, Oh, you're lying to me. Don't lie to me. But it's true. Mohawk this guy! I couldn't believe that! Tell him. Tell him. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. I gotta tell who you didn't do what. Help! 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 Call the police! What's with you? Are you nuts or something? <laughs> Luckily, oh. there was this girl who saw the whole thing. You're dead, pal. I'm what? So now she's the one in the Mr. Softy ice cream truck who's trying to kill me. They're all trying to kill me. I mean, I just wanted to leave. You know, my apartment, maybe meet a nice girl. And now I've got to die for it, you know? What do you want from me? What have I done? I'm just a word processor, damn it. Is that all there is? After hours, when anything is can happen, and usually does. Is that unbelievable or what? That's all there is, my friend. Then let's keep dancing. So that was the the trailer for After Hours and um, since this is an audio thing, just to let you know, wa- watching the trailer, actually seeing it is just as weird as, as having only the audio to listen to it, because, um, it, it truly is a movie that moves at a pace not really done before. And to make things even more hilarious when I watched it. For some reason, I thought you said it was a horror movie. So the entire time, I was just waiting for this man to get stalked or actually <laughs> murdered. And then he never did, and I was so upset. 
<laughs> I mean, he 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 doesn't get murdered, but he comes as, as close to to it as you possibly can. Um, he goes insane. Obviously, there's going to be spoilers when we talk about this. We won't be going like by each plot point, like going in chronological order. It's more of just a general discussion about it, but we will probably reveal the key prop plot points, and it's definitely one that you will want to go into blind, like I did, and I think like you did. Um, yeah, I didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> um, I don't like trailers. That that makes sense. There are, there are some good trailers out there, but. Yeah, I can see that. This trailer in particular just spoils everything. It spoils a lot of things, but I still think seeing it all go down, like, something special. But, um, since I actually do not know this, because I intentionally made sure I I didn't know, what did did you think about this movie? It just felt like, I don't know, I felt like I, this might be really weird, but it really felt like I was on drugs. I don't know. You're just kind of... very, like weird it's like you're falling down a rabbit hole with this guy where things yeah, are it gives things are just getting worse and worse and it's and it gets to this point where it's just kind of funny you know well you're not even feeling yeah. bad for this man you're just like um and that can be owed to the fact that as a main character he's pretty stupid yeah like the very first thing Whenever he got the girl's number at the middle of the night, just called her up, and I'm like, "You wait. It's a waiting thing." It's the middle of the night. Go to sleep. That's like the do whole. Do you not have anything better to do? It's like the whole thing with this movie. He's like no sleep. He does not get a chance to rest. Um, Awful. So it was released in uh, the movie was released in 1985, and is directed by one of the greats, Martin Scorsese. Um, just absolute, I mean, one of the best directors, like, period. He has done some, like, just fantastic work. He's done The Wolf of Wall Street and Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, The Departed, The Irishman, Casino, and then just a bunch more. Um, I'm, I'm almost done watching his movies. I have four left. I mean, close. Um, but... I would safely say that this is my favorite. Um, and I, I don't know how... I've usually, when I like look at lists, it's pretty high up. But I, I haven't seen like it at the top of the list. Usually it's something like The Wolf of Wall Street or Goodfellas. Because those are more him. Like Those are more like... It's got Scorsese kind of written all over it. And this one, very unique... Like, if this was your first one, it's kind of a really interesting impression, because nothing else he's done has matched this kind of energy. And while there are comedic moments in his films, I would say this is the only one where it's like an outright comedy. Yeah, the the entire time I was like, are you sure this is a horror movie? Because this is just really stupid. Uh, (laughs) The whole time. I'm not going to get over the fact I thought it was a horror movie. It's... That's that's pretty funny. Um, I know. I swear somewhere you said that, but I think it might just be like the rest of them are horror movies. Yeah. Because um, we have, obviously we're recording this in November. I'm not sure when this is going to release. I, I'm still figuring out the release you know, schedules between this and Episodic Cinema. Um, 
But we do have a few horror movies coming up, which I'm very excited about. But I think this is kind of a nice introduction where it's not, like, too out there. Like, it's still a famous director and stuff, but it's, like, interesting one to start off with. Um, for an, a basic overview of the plot, it's about an ordinary word processor has the worst night of his life after he agrees to visit a girl in Soho whom he met that evening at a coffee shop. And... Honestly, that's, like, a really good overview because then you're allowed to just fall down. Like, it, it's... I had just a great time watching this, even though it was on my phone. I was, like, laughing along with it. There's a moment, um, again, like I said, spoilers, um, near the end when he's, like, underneath the girl's, like, basement and there's all the, um, like paper mache statues and stuff and yeah. I started getting like really excited because I was like oh I know what's gonna happen like I got so excited that I was like able to like um because what this movie does really well is it lays these little bread crumbs along and like all of them get paid off like it it'll it has like so many characters and so many plot lines going on with this one night but they all find a way to get paid off in a really satisfying way. Yes, I remember the bartender. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to be the boyfriend. I thought he was going to be the husband. And she just lied about her husband going to Turkey. Dude, yeah, that was... <laughs> um, Again, like I said, uh, even though he's done funny stuff, this is easily his funniest movie. Like, I having a having a ball watching this um it won the didn't get any oscar stuff i don't think but it won the independent spirit award for best feature scorsese won the Cannes film festival award for best director and it also won the independent spirit award for best director which is pretty cool i think this is still before obviously at this time scorsese was pretty big he had done some movies that had given him some you know, notoriety, but I think it was until ni the 90s with, like, Goodfellas that he really, like, found his kind of story. So I think, even though it's well-respected, it's easily one of his most overlooked films. Um, and I think that's kind of owed to it being one of the only of his movies that doesn't have uh, Robert De Niro or Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and it really doesn't have a really notable cast. Like, not people that are household names. Literally. And plus, it's just no one's face stuck out. Yeah, they Everyone all just look just like so normal ordinary. people. Yeah. And, and everything that happens in this night is as far from ordinary as absolutely possible. Yeah, I think it was definitely a choice, because he's like, mm, yep, ordinary people, so, the, because the plot's just insane, absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, so, this was created when, um, he made, it's a very interesting movie to tie into this, um, but it had a movie, The Last Temptation of Christ, he was working on, which is a... It's a beast of a movie that, going to be fully transparent, will not be covered on this podcast. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not too upset about that, yeah. honestly. 
I've never heard of that movie. It's I was like It's got uh Willem Dafoe. Uh do you do you know who Willem Dafoe is? You're you're asking me if I know who a person is. I know nothing. <laughs> Listen, he has he has a recognizable face. Which was why I was asking. Oh, um, I probably know his face. I'm not good with th- names. This guy. Oh, That's, yeah, I know He him. plays okay, Jesus. Yeah. And honestly does a really good job, surprisingly. Um, but Man, yeah, that's so... That's gonna be the role of a lifetime. I'll play Jesus. G- Jesus. Um, but the studio Paramount Pictures abandoned um, the movie, like the production... Um, which caused, obviously ended up getting made about three years later after, um, after hours, but it caused him to, um, like go to like more independent companies and do like some smaller stuff in the meantime. Um, and it's actually really cool. So originally this was titled One Night in Soho, which is actually really close to a title called, um, Last Night in Soho. Which is a movie I've actually about. watched that movie. Yeah, I I, I keep that forgetting one. that movie exists because um, I doubt you've seen the rest of the director's filmographies, but it is I think very similar to this one. A not great place to start because um, his other movies like Baby Driver and Shaun of the Dead are very like hyperactive and fast editing and like quick movements. And Last Night in Soho is not really you know, fast moving. No, it's not. It's it's been a while since I've seen it. I need to I probably need to check it out again. Um but then it the screenplay for this was also titled Lies. Um obviously got changed. I have to look this up. Who wrote this movie? Um it was de- wrote, wrote by Joseph Minion, who uh, really doesn't have much after this honestly but you know for for like his big writing he did a good job with this one um yeah so it was released yeah 1985 um and it grossed 10.1 million at the box office and it was given positive reviews and like, it says this here on, uh, the best source for, for any information on Wikipedia, um, that it, um, is, yeah, definitely one of his most underrated works. Because I think when people think of Scorsese, they think, like, the crime movies, and, like, the mob, and mafia, and all that kind of stuff, but this is, again, something different, and I think, um, even movies that aren't closely related to his kind of style even last temptation of christ which came after this uh it it still is well done and like there's a lot of effort put into this um yeah uh i mean we can talk about some plot points again i don't want to go through like plot point by plot point because it's pretty you know it's not as fun because it's Better just watch the movie, but, um, yeah, we got this guy, Paul Hackett, who is just one of the most pathetic characters in any movie. He has such a type. 
every time he goes to a girl's house, she is always blonde. <laughs> he, it's like, I think it's a very, it's not a horror movie. Like, absolutely not a horror movie. Figured that out. But, um, I think it has a very similar vibe to that, where you're kind of like getting mad at the main character for making really dumb decisions. Yes, I feel like we have everyone in that life. Because throughout that whole movie, I was thinking about someone that I met. I'm not going to say who, because obviously. Yeah. But it was just like, oh my lord, this is exactly what this person would do. We all have someone in our lives that would do that. Just some really situationally unaware person. Like, dude, just just go home. Like, it's not, everything he's doing is not at all worth it. You um, just met this girl. He's going. You just met these girls. He's going there to get a. He. It's like a. It's at first like kind of like not a cover, but like a, in his mind, a good reason, like a validated reason to get a paperweight. Ah yes, I'm gonna get a plaster covered. I think it's like I think it's like a cream cheese bagel paperweight. Yep, New York cheese and cream bagel. Which is... It's stupid. Hilarious. And he I don't think he ever gets it at the end. I swear. I was like, oh, she's like being like, if you want a paperweight or you want to come over and, you know. And he's just like, no, nah, I want the paperweight. It's so just, interesting. Just, just give me the paperweight. I'm, I'm going to leave. Just... And the way he just got mad randomly scared. I was just so confused. <laughs> He just uh, got randomly mad. I'm like, what did you do? Um, he meets a good bit of cast of characters here. Um, I mean, I, I think one of the highlights is probably the bartender who is... If you could hear from, like, the audio of the trailer, it's like the really loud kicking noises is him, like, kicking the um, oh, cash yeah. register. And... He is the um, boyfriend of the girl that uh, Paul went to go see. So obviously, there's <gasps> that whole thing. Um, see, I remember noticing that on her, on his keys, it was the tattoo from her. I didn't even like leg. That. Yeah, there, she had the tattoo that he thought was a burn because he's <laughs> stupid he's really and made bad. assumptions, and. It was the same as the little icon on his key. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, it's such a, like a little detail, but it's yeah. so interesting. The, the, again, I, I mentioned this before with, like, paying off stuff. The, this movie's attention to detail is, like, really impressive. Because, it, it again, it always, like, leaves these little little things at the beginning where, like, oh, this could this could come back. And it, and it always does. Um... Again, I, I'm saying this now. It's been a bit since I've seen it. I think I saw it back in May, I believe. I, I, I can't... F I'm, I'm looking this up now. When did I see this? I saw it in July. July. Oh, I said May. Uh, this was the first movie I saw in July. Um, again, I think it's... I don't know if it's fully controversial to say it's my favorite Scorsese movie because it is so you know, vastly different than what he... Done because like I, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> um, That's all right. It's but 
Um, well, we're talking about Paul, but he's played by the actor Griffin Dunn, who I wouldn't say has had the most, you know, prolific, you know, career. In 1981, he was in the movie An American Werewolf in London, which is very well reviewed. I'm actually seeing that sometime this month, or next month in October. Um, didn't really do much in the early 2000s. Uh, he was in Ocean's 8 recently in 2018, and then the movie The French Dispatch in 2021, which is directed by Wes Anderson, who I really hope sometime in the future we'll be able to cover, because Wes Anderson is great. Um, I don't know if you've seen a Wes Anderson movie. Have you seen, like, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox? Oh, yes! yes! I love that movie! Um, that's, that's the director. He has a bunch of short films out. Er, so he released um, one yesterday called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. And then one today called The Swan. And then he's got one tomorrow called uh, The Rat Catcher. And then Poison uh, on Saturday. So it's like four short films all in a four-day span, which is really fun to watch, um, yeah, I really hope I can talk about his movies, he, he's really one of my favorite directors, like, ever, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really thinking now how it, it was to, like, any listener listening to when we played the trailer, because it, it's very... I think it's, um, the movie and, and the trailer are very chaotic, but yeah. I th- it's it's done in a way that's, like, controlled, where it... it it's very much contained chaos, and yeah. it's very odd. Like, it's not letting what's happening, like, overtake it, and it's still, like, pulling it back and making sure, like, the the plot doesn't get lost in this, like, wackiness that's happening, because... Not a single person in this movie acts like a normal human being. No, honestly, whenever he's with each individual girl, it doesn't feel like they've been together for a night. It feels like the relation, like a relationship over time. Yeah, and then they break up. It didn't feel like a oh, it's the first night because it just went so fast, like everything. And that's what I noticed because like oh, the girls are just like. All of their problems are just right there in the beginning. And I'm just like, whoa, that would never happen. Girls are so reserved, like, until after, yeah, like, the second month, which is kind of crazy. They dump it on this random dude who is just probably one of the worst people you can just dump a bunch of your problems. He just wanted to kiss a girl. He wanted to kiss a girl. He wanted a paperweight. And he ended up getting hunted by a mob, which... I think, um, a movie that we will 100% talk on this podcast, like, I already have it planned, it will happen sometime soon, uh, the movie 9 to 5, um, oh, yeah. I think is a very similar case where I think it's really fun talking about it, because you can say, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to meet this girl at night, it's a, and then, like, you can, like, jump ahead and, like, say, yeah, he gets hunted by a mob, gets hunted by an ice cream truck, he gets... <laughs> Gets turned into a paper mache uh, sculpture, like, but it's it's really interesting because like, like saying that 
it sounds so like crazy and so like I, again crazy I already said the word but like the way it's the plot is structured when that like the insane stuff happens it makes it like it doesn't feel out of place like it feels like that's what's in this kind of world like I yeah, think especially in like that part of town because they bring up the fact that there's been robberies like a lot mm-hmm. it's just kind of a normal thing for that town but this I don't think this guy understood how um how much he should have taken that to heart because <laughs> if that's a normal thing that happens yeah um you shouldn't be shocked at what else happened to him um we are both you know we don't we don't live in cities we live in very you know small towns and this is and I don't plan on living in a big city, or if I do, not, like, directly in the heart of it, because cities are terrifying. But I'm, like, curious, curious if this is, like, what, like, nightlife, like, being up this late at, like, a city is like. Like, if these kind of people actually exist. Probably. Like, um, I had friends who lived in uh, the closest city to us, and, like, stuff would happen to them all the time. And I remember this one, one of the girls, she's in college now. The college she goes to is gotten shot, like, two times in one month. Jeez. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, like, if you look at New York, too, it's just all over the place. It's, it's scary. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, again, I, I don't, I can't, like, compare, you know... If it's a very, I doubt this is a very accurate portrayal of um, city life. Because again, I feel like even though we don't live around city people, we can at least understand that these kind of people are characters and not like, there may be someone who like resembles their kind of personality, but yeah. I think over time they would turn into those characters, but it wouldn't be immediate. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't be an immediate thing. There's no way a girl would just come out and tell tell you about no. all the traumatic experiences she's had with men on the first day. That's not, just not at all. a lot. Um, so you haven't seen uh, any Martin Scorsese movie, have you? Probably not. Um, I would say... That uh, Christopher Nolan, who's done the Dark Knight trilogy, he did Inception, Interstellar, he did recently Oppenheimer, is is he's probably my favorite director. But I think, and I think, I think that because I think Inception is the movie that got me into film. But objectively, I think Martin Scorsese is probably the best like director i've ever seen um which it it really goes to show like i think that and this is like i think the best movie because um and then actually this little mini epiphany um i had yesterday can be shown through this um is that like over the past few months i've been like kind of questioning what my sense of humor is in movies like, what about movies specifically makes me laugh? And, like, what's my kind of, like, style of comedy? And I think with Yesterday, uh, with a movie I watched, I was able to, like, fully, like, crack it. 
I, I feel like I love in movies when, like, people act or say something that's, like, obviously not like what people are, would say or do in real life, but is just treated as normal, if that makes sense. Like, no one's, like, questioning what they said or did. No one's, like, pointing out that, hey, that's not what normal people do or, like... And that's what happens with this one, is even though it goes crazy, for some reason it feels just, like, normal to these people. You know, because even though he's he's constantly being surprised by things with all the stuff that's happening, like, he is not once, like, you know, question, not questioning things, but, like, even though he's having a bad night, he never explicitly says, like, oh, this is a terrible night, or this is a crate, like, He's never in on the joke, if that makes no, sense. Like he's he, not. He does not. He is not aware of what's actually. Ha- I mean, he's aware of what's happening, but of how easily he could have avoided it. I just felt so bad for like the guy he went home with at the very like near the end. This guy's just like, there's some things I won't do, and then just had the sleep deprived man ranting to him he just had to sit there and be like well i regret everything i feel like we have all been on both sides of that before though yes. the... you listen to someone's problems and it's just like wow i uh, wish i didn't do this this is too much like, man i'm sorry but like oh this is like a lot of information to take in at one time yes it's like people who just dump stuff on you and you're just like yeah. oh okay um i'm sorry um very uh, reminiscent. I uh, the movie I'm about to talk about is reminiscent of this. Um, that I saw this year called Bo is Afraid. Which have I have I mentioned that movie to you before? I don't think so. Actually, a uh, movie came out this year in May. I believe it was May. Um, with Joaquin Phoenix from Joker and Gladiator and a bunch of other stuff. He also played Jesus. Uh, oh, hello. Is it's that movie is very similar to this, and I feel like I I want more movies like this, where it's like just a guy, and you know make just makes really bad decisions and falls down this pit that he just can't get out of, but it's like all because of him, you know. Yeah. Where it's like if you watch just someone get tortured basically the whole movie, it's terrible. But if it's on themselves, and they could have easily got out of this situation, then it's pretty funny. Yeah, because he could have just... There's so many different things. Like, why did he bring only $20 when he knew he had to get back home somehow? I don't know why he's living in a city and only has $20. Like, a few years ago, me and my family went to go to um, Philadelphia. $20 would not cover two people for dinner. More than taking a cab, going over to her place, and then taking a cab back. That's like $50 already. Just on the cab. I know. I think. I guess he was thinking he could spend the night and she would give him money for the train the next day. But I don't think he was thinking that far ahead. No, he was just excited. Um... And I... And I, I... There's not... I just like these kind of movies where it's... I think it's similar to, like, conversations I've had with people, or even on this podcast, where it's really hard to tell, 
where it started from when you get to the end, if that makes sense. Like, um, have you ever had, like, a thought, I was going to say a thought you were thinking, but that just is, like, the weirdest sentence. But, like, you're ever thinking I mean, something. And when you're, like, thinking it, and then you start thinking about something else, and then you wanted to, and you keep going down, and then you can't remember what you were thinking about, like, initially, and you have to, like, go back, if that makes sense. And remember, yes. Yeah. Uh, you have to remember, like, each you just thing. just lose your train of thought. And I think this movie is, like, the equivalent of that. Where you're like, alright, you have to, like, so wait, this happened because of this, and then that happened because of that, like, it's, it's like... Also, he cannot focus on more than one thing at a time. It's like his brain is just focused on this one little thing and just, just does not care about the details. It's like a, it's like a video game, um, thing where it's like, he's given, like, a mission and he has to do it, like, alright, now I gotta go get the keys, now I gotta go get this money, or now I have to get to the train or I gotta do all this stuff and again never has the thought to go home like the easiest like possible solution and he just keeps going down also um I forgot to mention because it's also brought up in the little trailer that I played is the whole like club scene Oh my lord, I got so scared. I did not know what was happening. The, the Mohawks. Um, I, re I really, I truly thought he was going to have a Mohawk for the rest of the movie, which... That would have been awesome. I would have I been 100% for that. That would have been the best. And then, like, he would have come to work at the end and just had a Mohawk in the middle of the, the building. That would be hilarious. I would absolutely lose my mind. Um... Also, I think this, I rarely, rarely go into movies blind anymore, because, like, I, really? I know, I, I know such, so much about movies, like, um, good example of, like, I watched Fight Club a few months ago, and that movie, it's like, everyone says, like, oh, there's, like, a twist, like, a big twist, like, one of the most known twists, but I knew it, like, I knew it was the twist when I watched it. Um, Don't spoil it. I will not, um... But, like, I rarely get to see a movie that, like, unless it's, like, a new movie, you know? I never yeah, get to like see... like Barbie? Oh, my... Like, Barbie. I mean, I didn't go into that one blind. I watched the trailers a bunch. But even that was fine because the trailers didn't give away, like, any of the best jokes. Anything. No, I was so happy. I was so happy. Um, but I think, like, Talk to Me, even though I watched the trailers, that was still, like all the stuff happening, but there's rarely a movie that I just watch for the heck of it without planning beforehand to watch it. Um, and I'm, like, looking at all the movies I have seen over the past month and, like, even just trying to find one where I, like, genuinely went in not knowing a single thing. Um, ooh, there was a movie from 1963, and I'm saying this because I think you'll want to watch it. I think. Um, I called, think. Called Charade. And it's got uh, Cary Grant, who was in movies Ooh. like uh, North by Northwest, which is a popular movie. But it's got um, Audrey Hepburn in the <gasps> lead role. And that was one I went into blind. Not like, no, like, I knew what it was kind of about, but like I didn't know any of the twists. And that was fantastic. I loved that movie. Um, 
But yeah, so this is one of those rare occurrences where I, I, I didn't, I went in just, um, unless I'm going to the theaters, it's, it's not the easiest thing to watch movies on Saturdays because I have like work I have to go to. So you, yeah. usually I need something quick and luckily this is like an hour and a half and I just, I put it on and, um, didn't, I knew it was a Scorsese movie I knew it was ranked pretty highly, but that's about all I went into. And I think that is one of the better on-my-phone movie-watching experiences. Because, obviously, watching a movie in the theater is the best way to see a movie. Like, I feel like everyone can agree on that, you know? I disagree. <laughs> uh, like, I think if I would have watched Barbie at home, which I, which I did a few days ago... Uh, like, if, if I would have watched that first at home, or on my phone, it wouldn't work nearly as good as being in, like, a packed theater. Full oh, of... the ending song, too, would not have hit as well. Mm-mm. Um, it would be really fun. I, it's the problem, like, living in the middle of nowhere, it feels like, is that there are theaters around me, but they rarely play, like, old movies. I would like to be around a theater... That plays, like, old cinema and, like, being able to watch that with people. Um, like, there's a there's a YouTuber I like to watch. And he mentioned he went to, like, a midnight screening of Shrek. And how oh it was, like, goodness. a packed theater of, like, literally everyone cheering and, like, into it. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. And I think it would be so easier to watch, you know, these big classic movies that, like, I basically need to see if I want to be into movies, it would just be so so easier to just, I say, it's so easier the right way to, it, was, it would be much easier. It would be much easier to like watch those and digest them if it was in a big like room with a giant screen. And I feel like After Hours would be fantastic with a crowd. Like, oh, it would be so good. Everyone would be like, what? This man's so stupid. I think it's, I I don't know how to do it, because I don't, again, unless it's in a theater, I don't watch movies with other people, um, but I think it's a very similar, and I say this because this is, like, the most out there comparison ever, um, but would be, I think, a very similar thing to Barbarian, where it would be pretty fun to, like, go in knowing it and to watch it with someone who have, hasn't seen it and getting to watch their reactions. It would. It'd be so fun to, like, get multiple perspectives and stuff. Yeah. Probably not as insane as Barbarian, which, um, how many times have me and you brought up Barbarian specifically? Because it's insane. Uh, we will. We will probably talk about that movie on this podcast we'll bring up every movie we've seen because i swear we brought up everything except for megan (laughs) it's like on my on my podcast i'll either bring up barbarian succession or knives out it's either or or all three but it will be one of the three in each episode Mm -hmm. um but yeah i would just be it would be fun to like see this in a theater or like at night i just really appreciate the character development like you're not with the characters a lot but you can really understand them very well they're really memorable like 
you exactly. Have, you have the, the girl he goes to meet who's weird. Um, She's just depressed. She's just mentally unstable. Yeah, and he just comes in at the worst possible time. Yes, um, he should not have um, no. gone to her house. After hearing all that stuff, he should have been like, um, I don't think this is the best outlet for you at the moment. Yeah. Um, but no, he just decides to continue on. Because he's an idiot. Uh, no, because he's selfish and it's sucky. There's also the um, roommate slash artist. Oh my lord, that girl. I do not know how to feel about her. She's I was very confused. Weird. Um, like a like a modern artist. Um, her art is very creepy. Very would found find in a haunted house. Um, then there's the the boyfriend. Not the not the roommate's boyfriend, but the main girl's boyfriend. Who he's the sweetest. Bless his heart. I mean, he doesn't do anything wrong in this movie. He, no, I mean, he feels awful about what happened. He blames himself, and yeah. I'm like, I would too. It's, but it's not your fault. It's the guy that she's... Well, I don't know. I feel like it's just everything in the girl's life. I don't think it's yeah. anyone's fault. But she he doesn't kind of, have the right outlets to help herself. Like, he kind of set up the dominant... Like, sh- the dominoes were set up, and his arrival at her place that night was kind of the pushing it over yeah she was very a fragile person and he just kind of like disregarded her feelings yeah it's like she's just like he's she's telling her him all that and he's kind of like sitting there and look i know in, in in scenarios that it can be hard if they're like people are like venting about a lot of stuff like if you're like listening in it's kind of like you you really feel bad, but at the same time, you just, like, you don't know how to respond. Yeah, because there's just some things you can't do but just be like, I'm sorry. Because yeah. there's nothing you can say that'll make someone feel better. It's but, just something bad that happened. He does not help this at all. He does not, like, he's not really the most yeah. comforting guy. Um, Again, <laughs> it's like, he's not the greatest person. But at, like, a certain point, you just stop caring again. Yeah. Like He's like the stereotypical guy who just tries to find a solution for everything. Yeah. And then after that girl, he just doesn't care about anyone else's feelings. Very true. Um, I'm trying to think what else, because, again... Um, you know, again, I, I didn't really want to do, like, plot by plot. Plus, I didn't get the chance to rewatch it today. I I, I was going to. Um, but unfortunately, I, th- I remember it being on HBO Max, but I guess they took it off recently. Um, so that wasn't fun. But I, I definitely need to rewatch it just in case, because I, again, coming up on finishing all of Scorsese's movies and with his new one, Killers of the Flower Moon being released in Octo- in the end of October, just I, I want to be sure that this stands as my favorite of his movies. Um, because, again, it's one of his least Scorsese movies. It's like this... You have seen a Scorsese... Well, I'm going to back up. You have seen a Scorsese movie. 
Um, and it's a movie you actually saw before me. Um, oh my lord, what movie? Uh, Shutter Island. With Leonardo <gasps> I DiCaprio. Love that movie! Yeah, I was like looking, I was like, I was like thinking of other movies, which is so funny because neither Shutter Island or After Hours feel like a generic Scorsese movie. Again, like Goodfellas and probably the De- or Casino. If like if you would ask anyone who's like barely into films or like knows at least a little, usually if you ask them about Martin Scorsese, they won't like always name these two, but like if they start talking about the movies he does, these are the two that would get brought up. Or like I feel so dumb right now. <laughs> um really most things that has Robert De Niro in it. Um I think he's done like nine movies with Scorsese. I think one, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he is so close. Oh, no, he's done ten. He has done ten. Okay. He's done ten. movie. Um, really, I think helped launch De Niro's career, who is, uh, I, I mean, bold, bold statement here. Very controversial one of the best actors of all time. I, you know, very shocking. Um, you know, but, and then he's done a bunch with Leonardo DiCaprio recently. Like Wolf of Wall Street, Shutter Island, The Departed, uh, Gangs of New York, and then Kills of the Flower Moon, which I think will be, um, the first time that Scorsese has worked with both DiCaprio and De Niro, which I am very excited about. And interesting. Uh, guess what his next movie will be. So he, I think he, he has said very recently, I think it was like yesterday or two days ago, that he only has like one or two movies in him left, which one is sad, but two, I mean, he was uh, born in 1942, so it kind of makes sense. <laughs> that but guys, I'm about to. That he's, um you know, beginning to, but he is, and I quote, he has met with the Pope, like the actual Pope, and he will be making a movie about Jesus. But like, um, and I've already mentioned he has done a Jesus movie, but it's The Last Temptation of Christ is not a adaptation of the Bible. It, it's an adaptation of a book about Jesus. Oh. Um, it's a very, very interesting watch. It's not one I can easily recommend to people. It is 164 minutes, really dark. Well, really heavy. Um, also, a lot of the people you're friends with aren't really into those kinds yeah. of movies anyway. But I, I think this one can work because it's not, it's religious because Martin Scorsese is a Catholic, but... Whoa, whoa, he's a Christian? Yeah. That's insane. I never would have guessed. I wouldn't have either until like, I did research um, because there's this movie which, fun fact, if anyone listened to... Uh, my my newest episodic cinema uh podcast episode, which was the A twenty four draft, which I recorded an hour before this one, um, I mentioned a movie called First Reformed, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Saw it like two weeks ago, um, but it's a movie about a pastor, but it's very it's not preachy. It's not like um, it's actually really dark and really. I won't say messed up, but, like, very serious. Um, 
but I think it works because the person who directed that, um, and also wrote it, who wrote with some Scorsese stuff, um, and I think similar to Last Temptation of Christ, works because they're coming from a place where they, they aren't poking fun at it, or they're not coming from, like, a place of, like, no offense, if you tried to make a movie about Jesus, like, it just wouldn't, you would be coming at it from, like, a blind, but they came from it with a place of genuine, like, heart into it. But, I mean, Last Temptation of Christ is up there as one of the most controversial movies of all time. Um, because the whole thing with Jesus is, like, he is fully God and fully man. You know, like, he's both. And this movie is really fully about the fully man stuff. I mean, it's got temptation in the name. Like, it's... And a lot of Christians, when it came out, just rioted. And, again, I think the reason I was able to, like, get past that is, like, because he isn't, like, coming from this place of, like, mocking people. Like, he's not mocking Christians, because he is one. Like, you can't... Um, but, yeah, he will be will be making a Jesus movie. It's, I think that's his next movie. It'll be interesting. I don't know who's going to get to play it, because, like... The amount of strange people that have played Jesus. Um, yeah. Willem, some interesting people. Willem Dafoe and Joaquin Phoenix. So I don't... I don't know who he's going to get to play him. There's probably a bunch of good um, options out there that... I th- it's like one of those things where you have no idea who they like cast or anything. But like once they do, it'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Or something like that. Literally with every single play or musical we've ever done. Yeah. We're like, I don't know who they're going to do it. And then when they, like, do the thing, I'm like, oh, wait, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, like, yeah. Um, It's it's interesting. Lord. Yeah, After Hours. Um, I would say my only issue with this is I don't, like, I give this movie a 5 out of 5. So, obviously, my issues are more like nitpicks. We're like, it's not dragging down the movie. Just something that I, I think it changed a little bit. I didn't love the ending. Like the, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, eh, he could have just gone home with them. Because it, it ba- the movie color. the movie starts where it begins basically. Like, yeah. Nothing's changed in his life. He's not anywhere better. Like, they even imply that in the beginning of the movie when the guy's like, yeah, this is just a temporary job. Because what I really want to be is a writer, and the dude's just not even listening. Because he's fine yeah. being where he is, and I don't understand that. Um, I do plan on... I want to do, like, a ranking of Scorsese movies. But one, I don't think I have the time to do, like, a, a full-fledged YouTube video. Which, um, I already brought this up on the other the podcast I did. But I want to bring it up now. I will... Um, most likely, I, I can't, like, promise this, probably, well, I know that I can promise this part, um, Saturday, uh, Saturday in November, I will be going up to a movie theater and spending the whole day, like, 12 hours at the theater watching movies, and, ah. which, one, it's, it's crazy, I've getting, I've gotten weird looks about it, but, um, I think I might have a YouTube video, for it, I don't 
you, I don't do YouTube stuff. I'm not. Uh huh. You should just you should call it the movie theater twenty four hour challenge. That'd be hilarious. Uh, 20, I, I don't think I I don't think my eyes could do twenty four hours of big. That'd screens. be so bad for you. It'd be awful. Um, twelve hours will I think be enough, and then by the end of it, I'll just I'll, I hate I'll hate movies. By the end of it. Um, like my eyes hurt. I need to sleep for fifteen hours. Dude, I'm gonna get some sleep that night. I I swear. But um, yeah, I want to find a way to do like a Scorsese bin, like ranking. But at at one time, I don't want to. I don't have the time to do a whole. I'm also not good at editing, like like a YouTube video. I don't think I could do that well. And um, if I like talk to my friends, they've probably like as a collective, have probably only seen four or five Scorsese movies, and I, I don't want to, yeah. I didn't, it was enough to, like, fill the time, but I don't want to do another solo episode of, like, a podcast, because it's me just talking for an hour, and then at one point I just kind of forget I'm talking, and it's weird. Um, yeah, I understand that. It's like me when I talk to myself, and then I just forget, like, I'm talking to myself, and I'm yeah. just like, wait, what is the whole point? What was I even, what, why? What am I on about? Um, yeah, that was, that was after hours, I, be easier if I said, hey, go watch this, it's on this, like, the movie we're talking about next week is going to be on a streaming service that most people have, I'm not gonna reveal what the movie is yet, but... With this one, I'm like, you know, hopefully it'll be on something soon. Um, you know, maybe you can rent it on Prime Video. Maybe it's cheap on Amazon. Maybe it's like a DVD copy is pretty cheap. I don't know. Also, um, I'm going to go on a tangent completely oh, no. away from After Hours. It's very, something a little different about movies, though. They're taking away a lot of the DVD stuff from Target, and it's getting on my nerves. Like, yeah, well, that's because DVDs aren't, aren't I, used anymore. Yes, but they're also getting rid of CDs. Like, those are taking out, like, taken out. But it's weird. They're keeping vinyls, which is really funny because they had, like, vinyls, you know, like, back in the day they had vinyls. And then that started getting pushed away for CDs. And now it's at a point that vinyls are coming back and pushing CDs out. I don't out. understand. I don't understand the, the vinyl appeal. I think I might just be lame, but yeah. it's fine. We, I have a vinyl record player at my house. I just, we don't use it. But, like, how is it that, like, if you need a decent DVD or something, how is Walmart the best option at this point? How is Walmart the best option? Like, oh, there, no. There are some Walmarts I have been to. There's one in, like, Tennessee. Their DVD, like, collection was fantastic. Like, I would have had a ball there if I had a lot of money. Um, but that, and then I go to Target, and they have, like, one little section, but it's a bunch of collections. Like, they have, um, they have, like, the entire, like, Friends TV show. Um, one that was... Oh, that's so nice. One, one, one collection that was pretty good, which was the Jordan Peele collection, which was Get Out, Us, and Nope. Um, but I, I already have those three on DVD, so I didn't, I didn't need it. But, yeah, I went to Target, um, on Sunday... Um, because I needed to fill the time before I went to go watch a movie, and, like, I got to the back, and, like, the whole, like, 
front DVD thing that they normally have of, like, all the new stuff completely gone. And I was... I was a little mad, honestly, because, like... I usually don't buy as much DVDs because I'm running out of room and I'm running out of money and all that, but it, it was sometimes nice. Like, they'd have... My, my favorite part sometimes was behind, like, all the DVDs and CDs and stuff. There was, like, a little section, a little small thing of, like, $5 DVDs. And, like, I've gotten some... The huge tins, the huge tubs of DVDs. really nice. Like, I got, like, um, Hereditary, The Lighthouse, um, Get Out... Uh, the Breakfast Club, like a bunch of like yes, really like great movies for like five dollars, and now just can't do it. And and Walmart has some cheap movies, but usually I, I say that Walmart has a really good selection, but they have some terrible movies there. It's like um after I, I I'm gonna preface this by saying this sentence will make sense. Um, because once I start the sentence, it's going to sound completely weird, but, um, after Cocaine Bear released, um, there was a bunch of stupid, dumb studios who tried to profit off of the Cocaine Bear hype and released, like, Cocaine Shark, Cocaine, (laughs) like, Puma or something. Hold on, I'm going to see if I can find it. Like, uh, it was like, it was like, it was like, no, I swear, I'm going to show you the poster. Oh my god, that's so bad. If I can find it, um, oh, I know where, I I know where I can find it. But like, they have movies like those at Walmart, like these knockoff, really cheap looking, just terrible movies. White powdered panda. White powdered panda, um... Hold on, I, I'm going to find it. I'm very close to... Where is it? Uh, cocaine Cougar. Yeah, look at that. It's a thing. Shut up. It's, it's a, our school. It's, a, it's like... It's it's an actual official movie. Uh, 50 that minutes. That should be our school movie. That should be our school movie. Uh, a black cougar high on cocaine escapes an animal testing facility and wrecks havoc on um, Los Angeles. Sounds That's fun. So Wait a minute. I gotta look this up. I'm gonna go on the internet for a second because. Okay, that's what I thought. They spelled wreck wrong. Ah, on this. Daddy. It is spelled R. Uh, not R. W R E A K S. Um. So they miss. They put an A instead of a C, which is even better. Um. This is the main actress in it. Oh my god, she looks so scary. Um, I I don't even know. She was in Blade Runner? What is this? I, I feel like I have to see this movie now. They're, they probably have this on DVD at Walmart. It's, it's probably there. Um, I feel like we could use what just happened in like the past 15 minutes as a metaphor for After Hours because I don't even know how we got to this point. Don't ask me. Um, I did not do any of the talking. <laughs> um, I just let you go on your tangent, and I was like, "Yep, yeah. I'm just here for the rat." Um, but yeah, go, 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 check out uh, a twenty-four, not a twenty-four. I'm looking at a twenty-four. This that was the last video. Go check out After Hours. I'm, I'm really Please. like the character. I'm really tired. 
Um, Can't relate. I actually am full of energy. Well, you I need to get some homework done. Like before we recorded this, you had a nap. I had an hour and a half of another episode I was recording. I totally didn't have a nap. I totally um, did five laps around the the yeah. school. You had the true after hours experience. Um, oh gosh! Yeah, I I got the the non after hours. Yeah. I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did the right thing. I'm gonna have to. I've got to do that soon. I got I got stuff to do tomorrow. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long day. Um. Well, yeah. Thank you. Um. I was like, I I usually like when I end like an episode, I'm like, oh, I hope to to have you back sometime in the future. But like, to the listeners, you'll be back next week. So you know. Um, Actually, I think I'm gonna quit. No. I can't do this anymore. I just, I, I, I quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, goodbye forever. You're, you're the you're the only person I can trust to watch these movies that's not out of high school. Like <laughs> most of my movie loving friends are out of high school. Like actually, like all of them. Actually, all of them. Oh really? Yeah. Pretty, except for one. Except for one. Um. But yeah, is that, is that Silas? It is Silas. Yes, I'm so smart. Um, gotta we gotta have him back on episodic cinema sometime soon. I I have I have a plan for that. Um, but but we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, watch After Hours if you've made it this far without watching the movie. I don't know what's the matter because this is like thirty minutes less than the actual movie, so. Shut up, you're lying. Yeah, we've been talking for an this is an hour, and the movie's an hour and 37. So, that's hilarious. If, if you've gotten this far and haven't seen it, definitely go see it, because, um, yeah, it's really good. It's really funny, um, if you can. It gives, hmm? it gives Alice in Wonder, it gives Alice in Wonderland vibes. Like, it it's like, does. not creepy, but it gives creepy vibes. Yeah. It's so good. That's like the best way I can describe um, it. It's like Alice in Wonderland, where it's like, unsettling. But nothing really unsettling happens. Um, if you can, and if you have them, uh, try to watch this with friends because it, it really. I think if you we, have them, if you <laughs> I, we have to preface this just in case we, you know, we can't leave anyone out. You know, just in case in they. In that case, just come talk with us. Pretend yeah. like you're having a conversation with um, us. We're your friends. Yeah. So yeah, go check out After Hours. Uh, if it's, I guess, on a, another streaming service that's not HBO Max. And thank you for listening.